If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Uh, we'll be on our Facebook and YouTube and all of, pretty much all of our social media later on streaming live. So if you want a behind-the-scenes look, if you've been wondering as you woke up this morning, what choices did they make when they, <laughs> when they wore their picked out their clothes this morning? Hmm. Yes. Is it a sweater? Is it a button-down shirt? It might keep people up at night. We don't know. I think it does. <laughs> I mean, why else are they going to be watching? Oh, because they want to know what's happening in the news and get all yes. the information. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things going on this morning, as always. Uh, and we thought, uh, as you early risers, you might uh, be interested <laughs> in a possible conspiracy theory. Uh, you know, because we have Coast to Coast AM. That, that show talks about a lot of different things overnight. But... Uh, What's what's going on? There's well, some I mean, CIA conspiracy. I wanted to bring up the the aliens they found in in Mexico, the interstellar aliens. Did you see that on Instagram? No, or on on Facebook? We'll have to bring up some video of that. But it it it's interesting, and they okay. say they're like a thousand years old. But they unveiled them and said these are the aliens we found. We've tested their DNA, and they're not from here. Oh, is this the same thing as like the part of that whole entire thing <laughs> that they had uh, those uh, people talked up to Congress, where they were like, "Yeah, there's they, aliens. They talked. We've in, got them." They said in relation to, hmm, yeah, all the UAPs and all that but other. This stuff. was in front of their equivalent of the Congress. Okay, yeah. So I mean, it was it was it was a. But you'll see the you'll see the photo, and my I sent it to my son, and he giggled. So. Oh, we'll see. All right. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, this this one is about COVID. Okay. And it involves the Central Intelligence Agency. And mm. it's been brewing for what, 3-4 years sure. where people were wondering did the was the was the COVID virus mm -hmm. manufactured was it genetically engineered by the Chinese in that lab in Wuhan and um, agencies intelligence agencies have given us kind of um, a different story every few months they say well no okay. and then they say well it we haven't ruled it out well the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, William Burns, has now received a letter from the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic and the House Permanent Select Committee um, on Intelligence. These mm -hmm. are the two um, bodies within the United States Congress that handle intelligence issues, and they were assigned specifically to look into the origins of COVID and other things around coronavirus. Um, they wrote a letter to Director Burns of the CIA mm -hmm. saying they have received new and concerning whistleblower testimony regarding the agency's investigation into the origins of COVID-19. Uh, a multi-decade senior-level current agency officer Central Intelligence Agency officer has come forward to provide information to the committees regarding the agency's analysis into the origins of COVID-19. And according to the whistleblower, the agency assigned seven officers to a COVID discovery team. Mm -hmm. The team had uh, a whole bunch of significant scientific expertise 
on it. And according to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed that the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from the laboratory in Wuhan, China. The seventh member of the team, who also happened to be the most senior member, um, as far as the hierarchy yeah. goes, was the lone officer to believe COVID-19 originated through zoonosis uh, animals. The oh. whistleblower further contends that to come to the eventual public determination of uncertainty, the other six members were given a significant monetary incentive to change their position. So essentially, they were ready to deliver a, a report to Congress saying... That COVID was, uh, they had low confidence that COVID was potentially Mm -hmm. developed in that lab in Wuhan, China. But then the whistleblower says they changed their determination after they got money. They, low, how low of confidence are we talking? Who knows? Here? I mean, it's the Central Intelligence sure. Agency. They obfuscate everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but low, low level of confidence. Um, it's not a high level of confidence. Yeah, for sure. They're like, eh, maybe. But yeah, they're basically saying yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, because it's so hard to track. You know, once I mean to to be able to with especially COVID the way it has spread across the entire world so quickly. How do you find that origin? Of where that is, that, you know, where it started. It's, it's got to be so hard and to be able to investigate all that. But yeah. yeah, the low confidence, they're like, yeah, maybe. I mean, if I, if I were a scientist, I would think there'd be some sort of marker of, okay, this looks like a natural DNA progression. Sure. Hey, this thing looks like a Lego block. <laughs> Why right. was that stuck in there? Right. And then when, you know, how, even looking through the evolutions of the genetic makeup mm-hmm. of material, how, you know, they know all kinds of amazing things. How yeah. long did it take to get to that thing? So what, essentially what the intelligence committees are now doing is asking the CIA to turn over all the stuff, uh, turn over all documents and communications regarding the establishment of their opinions, uh, their research, uh, everything else that they did in coming to their conclusions. Uh, the other side says, uh, uh, we, we, we don't know anything about this. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, see what they, we'll see what they do and what they say. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, Just the, another thing. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, so this, the letter came from the um, members of the mm-hmm. intelligence committees. The minority members on each of those committees weren't notified before the letter went to the CIA, and so they're seeking additional information before they comment. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit of politics, a yeah. little bit of intrigue, some conspiracy stuff. We'll the, see what happens. You know, the, the, the hush money thing, that, that right there sticks out as a, hmm, what's going on there? Hopefully they can track that. Well, right. You, you know, just, find the money, yeah. find, the, find the, uh, the culprits there. Yeah, but hmm. again, it's the CIA. Did they give them gold? Right. Did they give them diamonds? What did they give them? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you want some more conspiracy theory Let's stuff? Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Well, if you have an iPhone 12, which... You and I both have. Yep, I, I use mine as a coffee warmer. Is it uh, is it glowing uh, <laughs> at all? Because apparently France is saying, "Hey, mm. uh, Apple, your iPhone 12s, uh, they're giving off a high level of radiation." Yeah, and Apple does say we're going to correct the issue with an update. Uh, but if that doesn't work, they uh, they basically said, "Hey, we're going to get rid of these phones." Uh, Apple says the uh, the agency is uh, is wrong in their findings yeah. that saying that hey uh, the government agency from France says hey this is giving off radiation so 
I don't know. Is this happening for just the French version of the iPhone, or if, is everybody that has an iPhone 12, should they be concerned? Because the iPhone 12's been around for a while. I just thought it was a built-in feature. I thought the coffee warmer was a built-in feature. I didn't know it was I thought, yeah, harmful radiation. When it's cold outside, I need a nice yeah. hand warmer. Hand warmer, yeah. yeah and, you know, and high levels radiation. What I haven't, I've had the phone for three or four years. I, I have... All of my limbs, I haven't grown any extra ones. I, I saw this article, and, and Apple says, yeah, France, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, France's digital minister even said that the radiation levels of the iPhone 12 are still much lower than levels that scientific studies consider harmful. Right. Um, and it's unclear why the phone, which was released back in 2020, didn't pass the agency's latest rounds of tests after it mm. passed the earlier tests. Hmm. I, it, we were talking about this earlier. I think somebody with a feather duster probably hit the radiation measurement machine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe either they dusted it off and it worked better or they hit the dial and made it too sensitive. Mm. Who knows? Or you never know. As as that Maybe as the phone gets older, maybe things start to deteriorate and <laughs> maybe it does give off higher that, levels of radiation true. over time. Like nuclear radiation Yeah, and you didn't, didn't know when you first had it, maybe over time. Because these, these phones are like, the iPhone 12, because of what, the 15 just came out. It's coming out. So this one, uh, probably three, four years, yeah. three years three old years or so. Old. Yep, three years old. So there's a possibility. Um, I'm noticing the name of the French minister in charge of digital, digital issues, mm-hmm. Jean-Noël Barrault. He sounds important. That, that's a great name. That is a great name. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if I need to uh, pick up a Geiger counter at uh, <laughs> at on Amazon or something like that just to check. Have you thought any more about upgrading to the fifteen? You know, I'm considering it, but oh. uh, you know, as I said before, we got on here, it, and this concerns me too of this radiation of the phone. Now, yeah. now I'm like, maybe I should get a new phone. <laughs> but I'm always concerned about when phones come out for the first time when they when they're just released because I'm not positive they've worked all the kinks out and right. made sure everything's working because i know the when the what was it the samsung right. galaxy note yeah whatever which whatever version came out where it started catching fire yeah, because of the was battery an, was, was an additional feature a little cigarette lighter built yeah, in a little overheating <laughs> yeah a little cigarette lighter or a hand warmer or uh you know fire, fire starter. starter yeah yeah so uh yeah i i'm not sure i are you gonna uh because I, I know you have the same phone as I do, so it's a little old. So I, it's probably time for an upgrade. It's time for an upgrade. I'll probably, I'll probably think real hard about it between now and pre-order day, which is mm. tomorrow. Um, the thing that bothers me most, I, I, I trust in the new technology as far as Apple is concerned, but the thing that bothers me most is it comes out in different colors. Yeah, and I always put a hard shell case on it, so I never get to see the color I pick. You should get a clear hard shell case. They don't make them. OtterBox. They don't make them hard enough. Yeah, they don't make them hard enough. The clear cases, for whatever reason, they don't. I haven't found the ones that make them hard enough. Hmm. I don't know. Do we have any engineers that uh, have a 3D printer and they have the clear clear print stuff? (laughs) They don't want any of those little hard edges on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll... uh, well, let's wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but anybody else concerned about this radiation <laughs> phone? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. Seriously, think about it. They they started with bag phones. If right. those didn't have enough radiation to kill you, really, the iPhone? I yeah, don't so. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a, um, we need to get Mythbusters on the case <laughs> on that one. See what we're doing? 
uh, here in the studio and also, uh, you know, kind of chat with us or uh, even get some behind the scenes conversation that no one else gets to hear. Exclusive stuff could be yours if you uh, watch the live stream coming up here just after seven. This too could be yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the low, low price of. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just don't do it while you're driving. Because we don't, it's it's not quality enough to charge people yet. <laughs> Wait a second. We're, we're getting there. We're, Wait we're still a second. we're still working the kinks out. Yeah. I think there's just this there's something like right right here that's a problem. <laughs> and if you Johnny is motioning to his I'm face. motioning to my face, yes. <laughs> it's it's too beautiful. Yes. So it just throws That's off the exactly algorithm right. completely. That's right. Uh, anyways, uh, got something to say coming up later on this uh, this afternoon at 5.30 and uh, having some great conversations this week about a lot of stuff, but going to ha- be chatting about the um, wonderful Fit for Fall 5K that is coming up with uh, Leco. They're getting ready to, uh, to not only uh, invite a lot of their uh, great workforce, but also... Uh, have a, a good time with the community nice. and raise some funds for some good organizations. So we're going to be chatting about that a little bit later on. And I believe uh, sometime this week we're going to be talking about a, a dance that's happening. Not the same thing, but it's a, if you're wanting to get fit, uh, there's a CPR uh, inhale movement dance company. Oh, very nice. They've got a, a performance coming up, I believe, this weekend. Okay. So if you have either an event coming up or you're an organization, you say, hey, we've got a program that people should know about. We want to get more people to be a part of it. Maybe even have a fundraiser happening. I want to hear from you. You can email let's talk at WSJM.com. You can also call the voicemail 925-WSJM and got something to say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union, we get you. You can listen to the conversation, 5.30 after news with Andrew Green, or you can also check out the podcast at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. It's all brought to you by United Federal Credit Union, we get you. Uh, Lots going on in the news. A big thing um, is happening, well, not too far from here and could affect uh, quite a lot of people and, well, a big economic impact as well is the looming UAW uh, strike that could happen. That's right. We're less than a day, uh, probably 11.59 tonight. A strike deadline set by the United Auto Workers. President Sean Fain said on Wednesday that offers from the companies, the three, big three auto companies, aren't enough. And the union is making all the preparations necessary to strike. In an online address to union members, Fain said the big three have raised their initial wage offers, but have rejected some of the union's other key demands. He says, we do not yet have offers on the table that reflect the sacrifices and contributions our members have made for these companies. He said, to win, we're likely going to have to take action. And that apparently means a strike. So the union is threatening to strike after the contracts with companies um, haven't been agreed upon by 11.59 tonight. They're going to announce their plans on which strike locations will be affected probably around 10 o'clock this evening. All indications are both sides are still very far apart. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and they've only got a short amount of time to come together. And and they're not even just uh, far apart. They're really far apart from what it looks like. Well, one of the the demands from the union is they want a 40% pay raise. Yeah. And the big three have given them up to 20%. Mm-hmm. Fain says, eh, that's not enough. No. The other issue is they want a shorter work week, a four-day work week. Yeah, 32-hour work week. Wow. 
Um, and they said this is this is never this kind of strike this kind of orchestrated with all these different organizations and, and this many auto workers they haven't had something like this before. Yeah. So this could be a major major impact on of course the auto industry and the economy and uh, quite a lot of things. Really, that thirty-two hour work week is one thing that really sticks out. Is that could be a game changer across the board for other companies and corporations. It really could. I mean, your 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 current regulation, the law is forty hour work week. Mm-hmm. Anything over forty, you need overtime. But uh, you know, this is something that was set in place uh, early on, back in nineteen twenty six. Henry Ford. One of the first employers to adopt the five-day, 40-hour work week at Ford Motor Company. So it's interesting to me that the United Auto Workers is now drawing Mm -hmm. the line in the sand saying, we now want to change that to a four-day work week and 32 hours. Well, a lot's changed in 100 years. Yeah. The industry has certainly changed, but I mean, that... that that uh, what Henry Ford did was a major step forward at, back then, right? Because, because reduced, there were no regulations. No, no, no. They in some places they they were probably closer to between sixty and eighty hour yeah. work week, but in some cases they were clocking hundred hour work weeks. Mm-hmm. Can't even imagine. And you know he he really changed the game with the of course the assembly line, but yeah, the treatment of the workers and making things a little bit better, it's safer. Um, safer, so, more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things the auto workers are probably thinking about and incorporated in here somewhere are all the robots, the cobots, the all the bots Protections that are helping. Protections for them on that end, yeah. too, because, uh, yeah, there's less and less people. But what I'm finding yeah. is, uh, and I know some people that have, you know, getting brand new cars right off the, uh, the assembly line, they're having issues with some of their cars Uh-oh. and you're seeing more and more recalls and just little yeah. little things here and there and some people have commented they're like well a lot of it is because things are moving too fast mm-hmm. because you've got the the robots involved and the, all these other different automated things automation is great mm-hmm. but you still need that human interaction and human touch to a lot of these things and kind of oversight because little things like that just start you know, not working properly. Mm. So yeah, I'm on the fence on that one. Yeah. Yeah. You're all about the robots. I like the machines. I think that, well, I, I, I do believe that there is that, I love the term cobot. Yeah. Because it means the robot's not going to do everything. It's going to collaborate with the human. The human is going to have an easier job doing all the stuff mm-hmm. because it's got this relatively safe cobot right. with it that yeah. won't smash it if it swings out of control or something like that. But at the same time, you do you do think about how many jobs are being replaced, mm-hmm. and okay, what skills am I going to be required to have for this job? Um, but still, a thirty-two hour work week mm-hmm. and four days. If that changes the landscape for Detroit and the big mm-hmm. three and other automakers, does that trickle down into the rest of the economy? We've already so. seen schools try to go to a four-day work week. Mm-hmm. We've seen some of them with, what were you calling it, the swing schedule or the late yeah, start? Yeah, some schools will have the late start. Some of them have more of the uh, the prep days, the the half days and things like that. Yeah. Or um, Yeah, so I think it could be a, a big chain reaction, especially over, you know, over there in Detroit, but also some of the other places where uh, you have major manufacturing. But yeah, like the Cobot thing, right. I, I, I I agree. We could just turn people into cyborgs. That could work. <laughs> but 
Anything, whether I would it's like my bionic arm, please. Whether it's a human or a machine, if you move too fast, right, and you just try to crank things out, efficiency efficiency may be there, but quality, right, kind of goes down, right. Yeah. You've got time, cost, quality, yeah, and and if you if you mess with one of those, you're threatening the others. But oh, yeah. 146,000 workers could wind up picketing simultaneously through this United Auto Workers strike action. Again, we expect to hear um, what kind of plans, whether it's going to be a strike at one, two, or all three mm-hmm. automakers um, sometime after 10 o'clock tonight. If they don't reach an agreement by midnight tonight, uh, the strike, the UAW says, will ensue. Again, after 10 o'clock tonight, we'll figure out where they're going to strike first. And they could... And we know no knowing uh, how long it's going to last. That's right. Because the other strikes that have been going on, like Hollywood, that's going on for months, what if, months now. What if you had the United Auto Workers, the striking yeah. folks there, trade roles with the folks in Hollywood and vice versa? We could have the Hollywood folks come work in the auto factories. <laughs> that's a horrible And the idea. auto people work to write our scripts and act in our in our shows. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. No. Why not? There's already enough drama when Remember? with my car when I go to the uh <laughs> when I go to the gas pump and it's so expensive and I'm just crying. You could have a Hollywood star <laughs> saying, "You don't need a steering wheel. Imagine the road." Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, we might as well just go back to horse and buggy then. <laughs> or you could have you could have somebody staring at the car going, "What's my what's my inspiration? Yeah. What what am I doing here? <laughs> what what do I do about lug nuts?" Well, you could have the actors because they, they put on good performances. So maybe they could be the ones that are in the negotiation room. That's yeah. possible. They need a stunt person to turn the wrench. So, yeah, this could be a major impact uh, to a lot of different things. So we'll just have to uh, right. see what, what ends up happening next. And does the president get involved, much like Reagan did back during the air, air traffic yeah. controllers, and say, auto workers, I agree with you, but you got to get back on the line? Yeah, are these demands too? Are, are they too far apart because yeah. the demands are too much? Yeah. That's that's another big question. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes on it. Facebook and YouTube, we are streaming live on X as well. Yes, um, X dot com. <laughs> Seems so weird saying that. Still, I notice if I type X dot com in the browser, it does bring up Twitter. Okay, it, it does work. Yeah. Yeah, because I was a little leery of typing in X's in the, uh, <laughs> in the internet browser. One thing about the X, even just the app, is yeah. I hate the logo because they put this weird sort of like glass shattering kind of look to oh, it. Oh, okay. If you look closely, uh-huh. and every time I look at it, I, I wipe my screen. Oh. Like, what, is on, what is on my screen? <laughs> what the heck is that? Is that a scratch? I've had this phone for this long, and I still I have a, a scratch now. Let's no, see. it's just it's just the way the logo looks. So yeah, if you check that out when you get a chance. Oh, there um, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Weird, right? It's like a lightning bolt or something or a crack. I think it's like glass breaking. Oh. I don't know. It's probably some sort of metaphor he's shattering the social yeah. thing. I don't know. Anyways, uh, other things going on in the news this morning you should know about. Uh, shakeup, I guess you'd call it, in uh, the United States Senate. Mitt Romney saying, "Hey." 
That's it. I'm done, man. Utah Republican Senator Mitt Romney said yesterday he will not run for re-election, ending a storied two-decade political career that included 2012 Republican GOP nomination for president and a term as Massachusetts governor, and then he went on to be U.S. Senator for Utah. Mm. He's 76 years old. He said the country's many challenges call for a younger generation of leaders. He said the U.S. would be better served if the two front runners for their party's 2024 presidential nominations, talking about Joe Biden and Donald Trump, stepped aside. So he stepped aside, and then he said Biden and Trump should do the same thing. Mm. He also said that after he leaves the Senate, uh, Romney plans to focus on getting more young people voting and involved in the political process. As the GOP's 2012 nominee for the White House, he campaigned across America as the former governor of Massachusetts. But with Trump's populist rise as the party's dominant figure, Romney's brand of Republicanism shifted from part of the establishment to being an outlier. I mean, he's yeah. one of the few moderates sure. remaining in the Senate this time. And uh, Romney said of that at his news conference that he belongs to the wise wing <laughs> of the Republican Party. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't think it'll fade away. We'll see. He ah. is, By the way, he is the sixth incumbent senator to announce plans to retire at the end of the term in 2025. Really? Yeah, he joins Republican Mike Braun of Indiana, mm-hmm. Democrats Tom Carper of Delaware, Ben Cardin of Maryland, Dianne Feinstein of California, and Debbie Stabenow, of course, here of Michigan. And Mitch McConnell has not. And Mitch McConnell but that might, still- might possibly, that would be a big shakeup because being the, the minority leader, so... Um- I don't know. Yeah. Don't know if Romney has plans to move back to Michigan. That'd be kind of cool. That would be neat. Yeah. I'm sure he I'm sure he has a family home or something like that that uh, he comes back to and vacations to at some point. He'd be smart to. Um, I don't think he's going away. No. Uh, I think this is, okay, I'm going to not do this. I don't know if he's going to throw his hat in the ring for president, but I think he's setting himself up for... If one of the people that are one of the candidates right now or soon to be, I think he's throwing his hat in the ring for a possible cabinet position at Mm. some point. That would be interesting. Yeah. I wonder what he'd be good at. I don't know. Like what, what are the, of the cabinet positions? Hmm. It could be interesting. I mean, he could be like secretary of state. Sure. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I think you need somebody with uh, the experience and the knowledge and the level-headedness mm-hmm. to get in there and yeah because you have like somebody uh, right now john Kerry, yeah. kind of he's the he's the his he's the special uh they created a new position envoy yeah. or something of of climate climate envoy or something or other uh united states special president uh, presidential envoy for climate yes that's what it is yeah <laughs> envoy for climate and it comes no, I with think a, that's i think probably that's probably a seven-figure salary that's that's the possible uh future for mitt romney is that there will probably be some sort of either cabinet position or key position of some sort uh in the future yeah um that's a that that would be good yeah that yeah so i don't good. think he's he's retiring Dot, dot, dot. I think that's that's the story right now. Well, and I wonder if anyone from our uh, No Labels effort... I was thinking that too. ...is uh, listening. Tell us, uh, are you talking with Mitt Romney? Yeah, does he he, uh, then... Because as he says, they need to step aside, those two candidates. Maybe he's stepping aside from U.S. Senate to step in to the possible No Labels. labels. Wouldn't that be interesting? Hmm. (laughs) More to come with that. Do you want to hear about other uh, United States uh, members of Congress? 
sure. and, and doing goofy stuff. Yeah. U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert. Did you hear about this one? I did hear about this. She got kicked out of uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, the play, the musical. Uh, United States Representative Lauren Boebert was escorted out of a Sunday night performance of the Beetlejuice musical in downtown Denver. What was she doing? Well, she was accused by venue officials of vaping, singing, recording, and just generally causing a disturbance during the performance. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Really? There's video. There's closed-circuit video camera footage of her being escorted out of the theater. Yeah. And uh, and then she stops in the hallway, in the mezzanine or whatever, to take a selfie Mm. as she's being escorted out. Wow. That's just weird. That is weird. Uh, Speaking of people that uh, could be getting close to retirement, uh, we know the big news uh, earlier this week was uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who was debuting as the new quarterback for the New York Jets. His debut cut short with uh, uh, his Achilles tendon burst. Yeah, (laughs) basically, yeah. That's probably what it sounded like. Yeah. but it it burst. He's out for the season. Um, but this has now because uh, it was a rainy day yeah. in New York, oh. and they have a, a turf field. Even though it's open, they have a turf field, and a lot of people saying, "Hey, the turf field is what caused this injury." Really? Because in soccer okay. uh, or f- other football, other football, uh, there's actually been a mandate that all these stadiums have to switch to grass, to natural oh. grass. Now, okay. NFL Players Association said, "Hey, that injury, that's the that's the one that uh, is among many others." Because there's been a couple other people that have uh, had Achilles tendon injuries this season. NFL Players Association demanding every stadium switch to natural grass fields, which they say will reduce the injuries. It's easier to easier said than done. Then. Though uh, 10 of the league's 32 teams play under a roof and growing grass indoors, mm, not so easy. Huh. So maybe a modification. They've made a lot of modifications to turf uh, over the years. I mean, turf is not the turf, the basic roll out the carpet on top of cement. There's a lot rubber base and all these different things that go involved to make it more like grass. What is it about the artificial turf the NFL is concerned about? What is it that it's doing? What what physical, mechanical I interaction is even happening? Even though there is the rubberized layer and things like that, there's not as much give as a natural there's not enough flexibility as much as the natural uh, mm. grass is. So the sliding um, doesn't happen. You could at a moment's notice, you could just like stop. Yeah, you get your snap foot, You get your foot stuck, or uh, as you are bending, there's no ouch. The the, fl- the floor or the ground has no real flexibility in it. So you're I thought more it was, injuries. I thought it was because of the new innovation when they have the little recycled bits of the rubberized. Tire rubber. Yeah, people were getting tired of cleaning that up after NFL games. Yeah, because and you it saw goes it, everywhere. You saw it on uh, <laughs> on Monday. That just and well, all the games that had a little bit of water uh, from the rain, you had all of that just sticking uh, to all these people. So uh, that any guys that got tackled, they had a, all this uh, <laughs> black dots all over their face. But Aaron Rodgers, he's making a lot of money still because all that money guaranteed. Yeah. Oh. So uh, the whole season, even though he's out, still going to get paid. Nice. Uh, he only played for uh, 94 seconds. Oh, so, geez. Total? 
Yeah. For the season. There's only five plays. So very short amount of time. Hmm. Uh, Rodgers played for a total of one minute, 34 seconds before his uh, season-ending injury. He'll be paid 399000 bucks for every second of what? game time or nearly $24 million for that first minute alone. Uh, and if you include the time that he was on the sideline, yeah. $154,000 per second or $9 million. Uh, nine million three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars per snap. That is a heck of a deal. That's all guaranteed, and who knows if he's going to come back next year? Wow, we'll just have to uh, wait and see, I guess. Because I think they said it's a season-ending injury. So even if the New York Jets like hold it out and play yeah. play well enough to make it into the playoffs, I don't even think he's able to come back for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, surgeries and, and science of all that has advanced so much Robot over the years. Legs. Can they yeah. can they fix it? Can they fix it in time? Can yeah. he heal in time? He's 39 years old. So the body doesn't heal as fast as it did when he started <laughs> in the, the his career. That's so, true. Uh, I have no idea. So mm. I, I think... I think he won't... He If he's physically able to... I think he'd play next year at least. Mm. I mean, Tom Brady played till he was like forty-three or something like that. So I think I think there's still some. Uh, there's I was going to say there's still some legs. He uh, still got legs, but not really. Not think, right now. Do you think that this is his high watermark for earnings? I thought he mo- made more money with uh, with Green Bay. Did he? That. Yeah. It still seems like a he heck took, of a lot of money. He took the pay cut. He took the th- he t- well he took the or he gave back thirty five million dollars. Jeez, so that's a nice position. But he was able to do that because he has made so much money over the years, and he knows as soon as he retires, he's probably got some sort of job waiting for him, just like Tom Brady has a broadcasting job waiting for mm-hmm. him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was a finalist to be the host on Jeopardy. Huh. So he's got tons of things that he could be doing. We could bring him here. We could. It'd be fun. He could uh, He could do the Aaron Rodgers show. <laughs> it would be fantastic. I like it.